This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Did you know that a hippopotamus can run faster than a human? And I, I listened to the, a statistic like that, and I asked myself, well, any human? What was that? Uh, was it like Hussein Bolt or Bolton or something? I think he was the Jamaican sprinter. You're going to tell me that guy couldn't run down a hippopotamus? I'll bet you he could. I don't know. You see, we set these limitations, and really it's just self-limiting beliefs. I think you could outrun a hippopotamus. <laughs> Does anybody remember the story of me running down the Super Duker, my dog? Did I tell you what happened this weekend? I don't know if I want to tell you. They got out twice. The second time, it was a clear and brazen trickery that they pulled on me. I kid you not. I'm not joking. So here's what happened. There was a gap in the fence in the out back. Back in this little corner. Well, I knew about it quite some time ago, as it turns out. And I temporarily fixed it by leaning a log up against it to close the gap in the fence. This is like a stockade fence. And, uh, yeah, I forgot about it. So that was like, I don't know, back in the spring, I think. I think it was trimming branches back there. A branch fell, pushed the fence out. So I just cut the branch, a piece of the branch, and... Propped it into place. You know, it's because I didn't have any fasteners. Doesn't mean it wasn't a, a mechanical solution to the problem, was it not? So, uh, you know, I can't remember everything. I don't know what other excuses I can give you here. Anyway, uh, Sunday night I'm out there with my adjustable headlamp, which I love. A friend of mine gave me. A headlamp that you can adjust the angle on is key, my friends. I've learned that. Uh, because if you got to constantly tilt your head, you're like looking at it. It doesn't work. You don't want that. You want to be able to adjust the angle. It's a beautiful thing. So there I was Sunday night after hiking and then after uh, spending the morning uh, cleaning up the yard. And then Sunday night, I'm like, oh. First, the neighbor's knocking at the door. He's he, The dogs have gotten out so many times now, the neighbor knows the dogs. He just walks them back up. Embarrassing. The second time, my wife comes running up the steps. She's not one to overreact. The driveway alarm went off. Somebody's here. Hey, relax. It could be that we have a visitor, you know. (laughs) Put the guns away. Not that we have any guns, by the way. Because you know I hate them. And uh, anyway, I hope you heard the sarcasm there. Some people don't get it. They get like weird emails. Oh, I'm not going to listen anymore, you gun hater. All right. I mean, we're not going to agree on everything, for God's sake. (laughs) Gun hater. That would be me, right? Where was I? So anyway, she comes up, guns a-blazing, figuratively. So I go out, and it's uh, some guy. It looked like he had his kid in the front seat of this Jeep. I don't know anybody with a Jeep. And I says, uh, are you lost? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. <laughs> As I stared down the muzzle of my rifle. <laughs> You lost, boy. No, I... <laughs> uh, you make a wrong turn. Uh, 
And uh, anyway, uh, he said, you know, do you have two dogs? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so we start to move. And then here was the kicker, though, right? I know I've been yammering on about this. I'll end this. Here's the kicker. My lovely, loyal dogs that are supposed to be defending the property are uh, 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 reconning their escape route. And then trick it. They distracted me. I'm in the kitchen doing my Sunday meal prep. And uh, Duke is ringing the bell on the door, which is, I'm like, that's a little weird. It's like, I don't know, 2 o'clock or something like that. It's not the normal time. Not that he can't go out at abnormal time. Let him out. Well, then he lures BB out. Well, then this guy sees him with the Jeep. He stops. So he says to me, he says, uh, are they friendly? And I started laughing. I said, well, uh, it depends. <laughs> and uh, he says, because they were going to jump in the Jeep. I'm like, God help me. God, am I not feeding them well enough? What is it? I don't get it, these two. Frickin' frack. I don't know anything about frickin' frack. It's probably racist by today's standards or homophobic or something. I just meant that they're like two of the same, you know, figuratively. I don't want to be careful. I don't want to be citing any history that's going to get me like tied up with our racist, slave-owning, misogynist forefathers. Did you see this Disney thing that came out? I don't know if it's Disney. We'll get into that. Anyway, hippopotamus can run faster than a human. Don't let it limit you. I chased down Duke. He kept knocking down my dog. He'd run and, and, and tackle her. And one day I had enough, and I was in good shape. I think it was, I want to say it was like last spring, probably two years ago now. I don't, I'm like miss, always missing a year. Time just is like clipping by. Anyway, it took me like 20 minutes. Yeah, I had him contained in the yard, and he was laughing at me at first. That probably took a little longer. Than that. I was dying. I was like, my lungs were just burning. I'm like, <laughs> I like I was drowning, but I wasn't giving up. I'm like, you're, I've gone this far, dude. You're going down. The lactic acid in my legs, my legs are burning. And finally, I got him cornered. And uh, I had this piece of bamboo. And I just slammed it on the wall behind him. No, I never laid a hand on the dog. I don't want to hear the PETA jokes. You know I love my dogs. I just don't believe in bowing down to the dogs or anybody or anything else besides God, Jesus Christ, amen, right? I just don't do it. I'm not going to bow down to the dog. If the dog becomes vicious, I'm going to kick its teeth in just the same way I would anybody or anything else. Why would I handle it any differently with the dog? People like to make these things very convoluted. I'm like, if you try to bite me, I'm going to kick your teeth in. That's all. <laughs> it's not real complicated. Hey, here's a tip for you. Did you know your your nose gets warmer when you lie? I had no idea. So maybe I'm thinking you could like just ask the question. You know, somebody's talking to you. Like you should, uh, you know, you're just sitting down. Somebody's yammering on. <laughs> Hey, can I ask you something? Sure. Is your nose getting warmer? You know, as a matter of fact, it's burning like hell. I suspect it. Uh, A group of frogs is called an army. So, in light of this new information, I have a brilliant idea. Why don't we give them the money instead of Ukraine? Quite frankly, I think the frogs would have a better chance at beating these Ruskies. What do you think? I don't know. Hey, by the way, if you don't know... 
dance music wards off mosquitoes. And I can attest to this. You say, you listen to dance music? I actually listen to a pretty eclectic mix. I really do. You want to get into it right now? I listen to everything. Not everything. Not really like a rap guy. Maybe like a little, I don't know what you even consider rap. Not by today's standards. I don't like, I can't handle it. Like this dojo cat thing. I don't get it. It's like, I guess I'm, I don't know if I'm just getting old or what. Uh, yeah, so here we are. Squats and lunges. That's been my my big workout push lately. And I'll tell you why. Well, a couple of reasons. I realized that uh, over the years, I just kind of inadvertently neglected my lower body strength. Well, I think part of it was eight years ago when I tore my bicep tendon deadlifting. And I shouldn't be deadlifting. I have a bad back. And um, I got caught up in it with my son. And I did, I did hurt my back, actually, unknowingly at the time. It actually did, I think, a lot of damage uh, my upper back. But my lower back, I shouldn't be doing that anyway. And I did. I tore my bicep tendon off my forearm completely, which is a lot rarer than the uh, most people tear it off their shoulder. And uh, I don't know if one's better than the other, quite frankly. I, I feel like I was better off with this. Changed the shape of my bicep a little bit. But anyway, uh, I didn't really go back to any. I'm not doing squats anymore. I'm 52. I can't. I do body weight squats. I'm saying I'm doing squats and lunges. Would I add weight? Um, I would probably go with resistance bands would be my next upgrade. Uh, with like a plate on the floor with attached to clips. And then it's uh, it really does a lot adjusting the tension to best work your muscles. It really and it keeps a constant tension on it, and it's much lower impact. So I wouldn't do probably never do weighted squats again. Not never. Would I do like a a bar? What's a bar? Oh, can you believe I forget a Olympic bar? Forty five, right? Without collars. Jeez. Anyway, doesn't really matter. Would I do like the bar? Maybe I don't know little more. Maybe now we're getting into squats, right? Not really. Uh, but body weight is what I'm talking about and lunges. And I'll tell you why. So obviously you've heard me talking, I'm dropping my weight, leaning out, getting in shape for the new year. It's what I do. <clears throat> I live my life a little cyclically. I like to have fun around the holidays. I like to eat. I like to drink. I like to be merry. It's just what I like to do. Uh, what I have learned is that uh, I need to like... Uh, what do you say? Flatten the curve a little bit <laughs> in terms of my, uh, way, you know, I become so masterful at, 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 at taking off weight and I've actually slowed down a little bit. This year. Like I was just ripping. I was like, I, I don't need to do this to myself. Let me just, uh, there are consequences to it. There really are. And, and that consequence is I think you lose muscle in the process. You really do to drop weight that quickly. Um, you're going to naturally give up some muscle. And sometimes it's necessary. Like, you know, if you weigh 600 pounds or 450 pounds uh, or even 350, really, uh, regardless of your height, you probably could just say, you know what, I really need to restrict my calories and get my weight down first and foremost. Anyway, you could talk to your dietitian, your doctor about that, not me, all right? I don't do any of those things. I'm not a coach. I don't have a plan to sign up for. <laughs> I just do squats and lunges in my in my garage. And so it's part of me getting in shape, and it's part of my preparedness. Uh, I was talking to Butch Erskine from HopeForSurvival.com last night. Uh, he did a, a uh, we did a Zoom. He's putting out a uh, YouTube video on that. I'll have that for you. Maybe he'll send it to me. He said he listens every day. Let's see if he gets that. Butch, 
Make sure you send me the link to the to the YouTube there so I can share it with the audience. Not that anybody's going to want to watch it, right? Would you? No, it's pretty interesting. It really is. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit if I get time here. I got a lot to get to. Um, anyway, uh, bottom line is being able to hike in, hike out. You know, could you walk home from work if you had to? What, like, what is your like a destination that you're regularly out of the house, and how far is it? And if you're saying to me, no, um, I can't walk it. All right, should you think about packing a bike or a folding bike? And you're like, dude, you're so over the top. We'll see if I get to the end of this and I get some time to talk about the conversation with Butch. Sooner or later, we will. Just remember I said that about being able to get home if you have to or get out, either one, and and you can't drive. And you might not even be able to ride a bike. You don't know. You know, if the roads are covered in debris from a nuclear fallout, guess what? It's going to be boots on the ground, baby. And some of you have never done it in your lives and you might want to think about going for a good long walk. And you don't have to use it as a scare tactic. Oh, the end of the world. I gotta get... Why don't you just go walk a bit and see what it feels like to go put a little weight on your back and go put some miles under your feet. It's good for you. The, the wind in your face, the fresh air, you'd be surprised. Um, so uh, it's part of my preparedness. Right now I'm trying to build a little strength. And so that's the other part of this and why I'm focusing on this. Uh, I've read, I believe, that men over 40 um, really can tend to develop tight hips, they'll say. And there's a number of reasons. Magnesium deficiency is one. Uh, I've been taking a little potassium because I have cramping issues. I found it helping the relief. I don't know why. It was like a big thing to, um, you know, the, 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 the potassium really wasn't recommended for cramps. And I started thinking about it. Um and um, I thought, let me try some potassium. I think it would be good to try and deal with the cramps. And lo and behold, it worked really well for me. Anyway, uh, it's been good for me. It's been good for me, little, building up a little strength and hopefully, you know, get me ready to do some longer range hiking. If I choose, if I choose. A little funny being here. Actually, wearing off as I'm talking, I was at the dentist earlier today. Uh, long overdue visit. That's another story. I have great teeth, luckily, so I think I got a little work I need to get done. He's going to, you know, tell me what I got to do and then whack me with the bill. And get a little of this real quick. So this dentist, I love this guy. I haven't been there in a little while. And uh, I, I actually have gotten to know him personally, even though I haven't, I haven't spoken to him in a while. And, you know, we had some some dealings, you know, outside of the office and so forth. Always good. Just a great guy. And... um Anyway, he charges on top of our insurance. You know, he doesn't just take the insurance. Uh, and he hits me like, you know, buck fifty a visit. So this was like a, I don't know, a tartar scraping, you know, with the metal tools in there, like a mild surgery for God's sake. And then, they, you know, they numb you for that. I'm not sure I needed the numbing. I don't know. Today I was like, it kind of hurts with the numbing. But you know me. I kind of like to absorb that stuff and just take it in a little bit, even if it's uncomfortable. Well, anyway, you know, they did the uh, one side and then the other side with this. Numb one side. I was there a couple weeks ago, and then this cleaning, and then the other, do the other side. And, uh, you know, he's hitting me a buck fifty on top of what the insurance made per visit. And um, I pay it. 
Happily. Not happily, but I pay it. You know why? Because he's incredible. And bottom line is, if you want that level of incredible, uh, you're going to pay a premium for it. So, uh, whatever. You know, you don't have to agree with me, whatever. Yeah, I got a buddy who goes to the dentist three times a year. I'm like, I, I go like once every three years. I like, my teeth don't need that kind of thing. I'm not saying to do what I do. You know, rely on your doctor's advice and the CDC and EOE and <laughs> World Organization of Everything Good for You. Uh, but anyway, I, I'm trying to get a doctor, a decent doctor. You know, I hate doctors. No offense to any doctors out there. And I could tell you why, but I don't have time today. doesn't really matter. I just don't really trust doctors. And, um, you know, half of them graduated in the bottom half of their class. Just remember that. So, and just because they graduated in the top half doesn't mean that they're necessarily fantastic. Uh, but anyway, I've been asking around. I even asked my chiropractor. My chiropractor gave me a referral. I was very excited. I called him. He's like, I'm not taking any new patients. I'm like, what do you mean you're not taking any new patients? I just gave you a referral. Eh, not taking any new patients. And I thought to myself, that's bull. I mean, he's not taking any new patients. So anyway, I'm talking to my dentist. I'm talking to some other, I'm trying to get a decent doctor. And uh, I'm talking to my dentist. He's like, yeah, I got a guy for you. He gives me the location. I'm like, for God's sakes, that's like uh, North Jersey. For He's like, nah, it's 40 minutes. I'm like, 40 minutes? That's an hour, dude. It's like uh, two hours to go to the doctor. Like, I don't know if I can be doing that. So I don't know if I'm going to do that. But here's the deal. I don't know if they're doing this where you are. He's like, he said, listen, he gives me the brochure. He says, uh, don't call this number. He's like, call him directly. He gives me his cell phone number. This is, you know, what it's like when you show people a little respect. You know what I mean? He says, um, he says, just call him up and tell him, you know, you're not ready. You're sure he's in for a long, blah, blah, blah. You just want to come see him. I said, I like that. Thank you. And, um, the deal is you pay like a fee, a flat fee to be a patient, like whether you see him or not. And then if you do see him, you're going to pay for that too. And what these guys are doing, uh, and I support this 100%, by the way, and, and maybe people will wake up and go back to the insurance companies and be like, I want a discount. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting whacked on the front end here. Uh, because you guys aren't paying out, which you should be paying out, because you're supporting everything from homelessness to transgender surgery. And if you're not going to give me decent insurance, then I'm just going to drop it and pay the doctor direct. And they're setting it up to do exactly that. They're forming this little network, and you can go in there. It's perfectly legal, perfectly available. Capitalism always wins. It's fantastic, really. Now, in this case, you know I'm going to get double whacked. Because <laughs> I'm going to take the... The same with the dentist. I'm leaving... And uh, and she says to me before I leave, she says, you know, you're going to receive the checks from the insurance company. What would you prefer, to drop them off or to mail them to us? <clears throat> I was like, keep them myself. Well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> or if it does, I'm going to get a big bill, you know what I mean? Anyway, what are you going to do? Uh, dentists, doctors, fees on top of fees. It's the same with the, with the, um, the public school education. Most places, you're not you're not going to be able to send your kid. If you're a white person, you're not going to be able to send your kid. You think, you think I'm wrong about that? <laughs> Listen to the rest of the podcast, my friend. I hope you can stay tuned. What do I have to tell you? I don't know. You know, I, would, I was wondering lately, 
uh, you know, what is it that make people listen to this podcast? We have a really loyal following. The listens have like jumped. And we go, this ebbs and flows on uh, seasonality and so forth. And I don't even really pay too close attention anymore. But the bottom line is that there's a very loyal following in this audience. People have been with the podcast a long time. Uh, yes, there was a whole big segment of audience that went away. I think it went away for everybody. I think it was the part a temporary audience of people that were excited by the political energy manually generated by Trump. We don't have that right now. Maybe we'll have it again, but it won't last forever. Hopefully not, right? You don't want that kind of energy forever. You just want things fixed. I don't think Trump can fix it at this point. I really don't. We are in, in deep doo-doo. <laughs> deep trouble, the way I see it. But anyway, I asked myself, what is it that people, you know, keeps people loyal to the podcast? I got this great email from Dan, and, and look, it's very simple. All I have to offer you is the truth. You know, I started this podcast because I loved the art of oration, the spoken word, and particular, particularly radio broadcasting. And for a million different reasons, I don't want to be on the radio. I thought about being on the radio. I thought I would be on the radio when I first started. From the time I was a kid, I thought I would be on the radio. I dreamt about it, really. And I got to test it out, thanks to my good friend Stan. And uh, at this point, with podcasting, and I have a, a studio in my home, why would I want to drive down to Center City, Philadelphia? It's actually not even Center City. Uh, it's on city, what's called City Line Avenue, overlooking the city. Uh, beautiful spot, really, but uh, it's always traffic, so it's like an hour down, hour back, an hour in a studio to do what I can do here. I don't know. And then, you know, it's expensive. And I don't have any of that. And you know what else I don't have? I don't have any syndicators or directors or uh, whatever's stations uh, telling me what I can and can't say. I'm free to speak as I please. And I think there's a value in that. What's the value? I don't know. I'm not making any money off it. But it doesn't mean that there's not a value, right? Uh, but it's all I have either way. And I made a conscious thing. You say, well, what does one have to do with the other? You know, I could sell ads and sell lotions and potions and scams and crams and uh, dreams and beams, <laughs> whatever, right? Pillows. What's the big stuff that's going on? And conservative radio and and podcasts, uh, sheets, my pillow, sheets, uh, mattresses. You know, every month it's like a new latest best night's sleep. Like I thought, we solved this problem like five years ago. For God's sake, I sleep pretty well on our mattress. I don't think it's anything terribly fancy. It's a good mattress, but uh, you know, I I don't know mattresses. What else is big? They had the eye target thing. I have that. I haven't used it in forever, which is interesting in itself. Uh, what else is big? Uh, LifeLock, I think, with the insurance. and So, I don't know. I could sell things like that. I could push um, like uh, the, the uh, concealed carry protection. Uh, I could do that. I could do survival life affiliates. Uh, I don't know. Do I need to go on about this? Um, I'm giving them free ads anyway, right? I could do all these different things and push out. I could probably, you know, eke out a few shekels from it. But I think the big money would come from one of two ways. Listener supported. 
or like corporate or big donor uh, sponsor. And you can do a combination of the three, of course. But at the end of the day, he who has the gold makes the rules. And so if I were to go to one of my uh, filthy rich friends and say, hey, you know, uh, I want you to back me. What do you mean back you? I want you to give me uh, half a million dollars a year and you're going to be the sponsor of this podcast. And, uh, you know, they all have businesses. Uh, so I could say, you know, and your business will be the you know, premier business. Well, I don't care, you know, what the deal is, um, what kind of contract. At the end of the day, uh, you know, let's just say um, uh, your, your uh, big donor makes electric cars, <laughs> Uh, such as Elon Musk. Let's just say Elon Musk became, a, by, by way of illustration, let's just say Elon Musk said, Chris, I'm going to back you half a million dollars a year. You know, you all these other supporting artists and things like that. Chris, I'm going to support Elon Musk. Well, how do you think I'm going to talk about electric cars going forward? How do you think I'm going to talk about Tesla going forward? How do you think I'm going to talk about Twitter going forward? Now, I could sit here and learn, you know, I'm not going to kowtow just because he owns Tesla. Oh, yes, you will be. <laughs> or you wouldn't have taken the money. And you can't. You just can't. Right? If Pfizer sponsors you, you're going to sit there and you'll be telling people, to, I got vaccinated. You should get vaccinated. The CDC says get vaccinated. The WHO says get vaccinated. And 949 credible doctors. <laughs> All support getting vaccinated. All right. You know, that's what Pfizer... Why do you think cable news is the way it is? Because it's owned by Pfizer at this point, more or less. Speaking hypothetically, of course, it's just for the, uh, you know, what do you call it? The uh, chat at AI bots that scan the content here. Anyway, point being... I'm free to speak the truth because I don't have any of that. And you could say, well, what about listener supported? And there's a variety of ways to approach that from, uh, you know, full, right? You, just, you pay to listen. Um, or um, uh, you do like, oh, you get, you, get, you get the really good stuff if you, sub, you know, pay to subscribe. Or, you know, bonus material or whatever. And there's just a million ways in between to do that. And uh, I've, I've, look, I've heavily considered all this stuff. And all of it has a certain appeal. And at the end of the day, as I've thought through all of it, I'm just like, it ain't what I want to do. Um, I don't pay to listen to anything or content like that. I'm like, how can I sit here and honestly uh, pedal to you something that I don't support? And it's not that I, I would sit here and say that I wouldn't. Um, you know, I pay to subscribe to Epic Times, but you know they have to go do journalistic work, and there's an overhead to that. There's no overhead to me doing this. So for me to sit here and say, "Hey, could you send me some money?" For what? You know, for my time. Well, I think we need to talk about that. But <laughs> what's the value of that, huh? What's the value? These hours for the pot. No, I do it because I love it. I really do. And I, I said from the beginning, as long as I'm enjoying it, I'm going to keep doing it. And if I stop enjoying it, then it's going to go away. And you know what? I've decided after thinking about all of it a million ways. I was like, you know what? As long as I can be free to say what I feel is the truth um, and, you know, uh, 
reflect on things honestly, even if I'm not right or correct in my conclusions or everybody doesn't agree with me, um, then I, I need that freedom. And I guess if there's a way that I could uh, make money, and there is, but I'm not doing it right now. Maybe uh, you know later in life I'll consider a change. But um, you know, I just I need to be free, and I need to focus on just getting better at it uh, and enjoying it as much as possible. Like I cherish the time. So anyway, I don't know why I yammered on. I, I got a lot to get to here. This maybe I, I got to make it a short podcast. I don't have a ton of time. Um story here that Louisiana is considering a bill that would require fathers to be to pay half of pregnancy costs. Um, <clears throat> what do you think about that? Uh, it's really kind of fascinating. I wonder what's driving that really. Are there many fathers that you know are declining to pay that, that fee? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I can't really fathom as a father being in a situation you know, where, where I wouldn't want to pay for all of it, quite frankly, or not even really be thinking about who's paying for it. Um, trying to think, my wife, we were not married when she got pregnant with my daughter. And um, I guess it was her her insurance that covered that. And I don't remember paying any medical bills. So I better check with my wife. I could be a deadbeat dad by Louisiana standards now that I'm thinking about it. I probably, I probably owe her a couple of bucks. Well, hopefully I can run down to the ATM and and settle that up if need be. Um, Anyway, I'm half joking around. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. It's funny in today's age of 900 genders and don't call me, boy, um, that somehow the fathers are going to be required to pay half. Why aren't they required to pay half the abortion, right? Don't go there, right? So uh, I have the link here in the show notes. Um, Maybe you've seen it already. If not, you can go here and listen to it. Uh, It's a link to an anti-white cartoon by Disney. Um, First, let me just jump right in here uh, and and verify this. Uh, I was skeptical because it wasn't put out by a Disney uh, channel, if you will, um, you know, or page or something like that, whatever you want to call it. And uh, my wife, because uh, she has a subscription, I don't pay for this kind of stuff. I'm a deadbeat dad, as you know. Um, she uh, has a Disney subscription for our daughter. My understanding is that has now been canceled. And I want to tell you, my wife um, is not one to uh, be an activist. And, you know, she has to be pushed a little bit further than me, to say the least, I would say. Um but she's not unreasonable, and particularly when it comes to our daughter, I'll tell you that. And uh, I, I asked her, I said, please verify it because I'm going to be shocked that this was Disney. And uh, for, you can verify all this yourself. From what I understand, this this woman who created this cartoon is queer and anti-white, and Disney allowed this to go on. And if you haven't seen it, I encourage you to check it out here. Uh, There should be a link to the show notes down below. This is uh, podcast number 1,433. By the way, uh, Butch asked me last night, uh, we were videoing, uh, introduced me, said uh, I was coming up on 5,000 podcasts. He had asked me before we started recording, he said, what are you up to about 5,000 podcasts? 
And I thought he was joking, and I said yes. And then he introduces me and said that. And, and if you are listening right now, Butch, which I know you are, you better be taking notes after. I'm kidding. Um, I, I know it's 1,433, 5,000 podcasts. How old do you think I am, for God's sake, Butch? Uh, I got a little longer to go here. Anyway, uh, where was I? The Disney anti-white cartoon. Um, I don't know. Do we want to tee a little bit of this up here? I um, I really couldn't even watch the whole doggone thing. Uh, I just really had no interest in it. This country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. Tilled this land from sea to sea to sea. First it was rice, tobacco, sugar cane. Then Whitney did his thing and cotton became king. And we were its soldiers. Four, Four million, million strong. Fighting for America's freedoms, even though we remained America's slaves. Built this- so, you know, this uh, anti-white... The slaves built America, um, you know, the slaves get credit for everything. Um, what about <clears throat> the freeing of the slaves, the Union uh, soldiers? Country, the descendants of slaves continue to build this. Slaves built this country. And we, the descendants of slaves in America, have earned reparations for their suffering. And continue- so uh, I guess the morons who created this don't know enough to... Uh, look beyond history to understand the role of Irish immigrants in the uh, coal mining industry. Maybe they should understand the Molly Maguire story. Every moment we spend submerged in the systemic prejudice, racism. I absolutely agree there should be reparations paid. I've said this for quite a while. I think those reparations need to go all the way back to the families of the Union soldiers that freed these slaves who gave up their lives and the economic impact of the loss of those fathers on future generations, it cannot be denied. And the VA has turned its back long enough. Amen to reparations for the Union soldiers. And white supremacy that America was founded with and still has not atoned for. Slaves built this country. Not only field hands, but carpenters, masons, blacksmiths, musicians, inventors built cities from Jamestown to New Orleans to Bannockhurst, Washington, 40 acres and a mule. We'll take the 40 acres, keep the mule. We made your families rich. From the southern plantation air. We made your families rich. To the New England ship owner. The founding fathers. Not inflammatory. Current senators. The Illuminati. The New World Order. Slaves built this country. We had Tubman. Turner. Frederick D. Then they say Lincoln freed the slaves. But slaves were men. And women. And only we can free ourselves. Emancipation is not freedom. Jim Crow. Segregation. Redlining. Emancipation is not freedom. Where we become slaves again. As we celebrate Juneteenth. For the that's just a small piece of the, uh, the episode there. Uh, I had my wife check it out, like I said, and uh, we're no longer subscribers to Disney. And uh, it's a real cry and shame to me, an American icon, Disney, to be so polluted, to be so perverted, to be so corrupt. Uh, I, I got to check to make sure that we don't have any investments that are tied to Disney. Uh, here we are. Now we're activists. And um, I told you, you know, when it starts affecting your children, people think about their legacy. How much more can people take? I don't really know. You say, well, you don't have to watch Disney. And we won't. We won't. 
It's a shame. Doesn't mean we're going to watch it. I want to uh, share this story, crazy story. I'll tell you real quick to keep this moving. Uh, some professor out at Berkeley, um, yeah, 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 uh, had this idea to force towns across the country to get serious about hosting climate migrants, talking about the evacuation of Miami, that they should get out, comparing it to what happened in Puerto Rico with the hurricanes, and that people are going to have to uh, move out. Um, no real uh, pointing to the blame, in the, at least in this segment, <laughs> for who's to blame for this climate change. No you know, CO2 reductions. But anyway, um, the professor said... Um, if cities around the country were forced to plan how they'd integrate arriving Miamians into communities flush with public green investment, they'd get a head start on planning for climate migration generally. This would also trigger conversations about zoning for density, higher density rat farms, enshrining tenant rights, meaning you'll pay your rent, upgrading infrastructure, taxing the rich, building green banks, I'm not sure what that is, and battling racism and police violence. It's just such BS. If we could just feed every homeless person and stop every act of violence and stop every hurt feeling, and it's beautiful, it really is. Uh, But it's just this kooky, I don't know. All right, so anyway, Berkeley professor force towns to come up with plans. You need to be able to take on 10,000 more residents. And to think that the federal government is going to force that, what they're talking about, under this idea of uh, of climate change, okay? So uh, the reason I, I say this, why I even shared this stupid story, is that in talking to Butch last night, he seems to think that uh, there is a solid prediction that there's going to be an uptick in natural disasters and points to uh, the, this um, uh, earthquake in Turkey as evidence of that, okay? So <clears throat> maybe there is, and I've, t- I've talked about this for a while, you know, maybe the natural climate cycle is predicted to head into turbulent territory. Maybe, you know, they're, they're, they're talking about the poles potentially reversing, which happens throughout history. You know, what is the impact of that? Uh, I'm not sure anybody really knows. Is it anything? Is it a little? Is it something? Um, <clears throat> all kinds of, of different things. Uh, and yes, you know, uh, population shifts that you know tax the land and water systems, for example. And what do you do about all that? Um, how do you handle all that? Well, it's expensive. It's expensive as all get out to just build new cities, to build dikes around cities, to build, uh, you know, say, well, California hasn't built a reservoir. Well, it's expensive to build a reservoir. You know, go out and do that on a Saturday afternoon. And where do you build it? The same environmentalists that are screaming that nothing's being done about the depleted reservoirs would be the ones that would fight you when you go to build a new reservoir. Trust me. If it's one thing that people hate, it's when nothing changes. And when things change, those two things, people just don't like it anytime something changes, but they constantly complain that nothing changes. Funny story, right? People are fickle. And uh, even when something makes complete sense, a lot of times you just can't get people to, you know, two, two plus two really is two. But, 
but I've got three apples. You know, um, I can't think of a good example on this. Uh, but I was at the, the dentist, just to give you a better example, getting my, my teeth cleaned, as I said. And this wonderful hygienist, young woman, I really don't know how old. I'm guessing maybe 30, maybe younger. I don't know. Um, but very good. Uh, took great care of me. Teeth feel great. Um, doc did great putting the Novocaine in. And uh, anyway, she says, can you believe this? I had a guy in here on Saturday. And all he did, he kept asking me, are you done yet? Are you done yet? Like rushing her. And my first comment, I said, you know, uh, I wouldn't want you to rush. I mean, you got this sharp pick in your mouth. You'd be like, take out a, a sinus or something like that, for God's sake. Could you imagine? You'd like pull this thing out. It'd be like a fishing lure, like a, like a sinus on the end of it. It's not really funny. Whoa, look at that. Yeah, you told me to hurry up, but you got a little carried away. Take your time. Relax. I don't want you stressed out. Not when you got sharp instruments in my mouth. Anyway, I said, you know what you should have said? See, here's this is the tough situation. Now, what do you think of, of, of this creep? Right? He goes in there on a Saturday, and she's saying, what do you think? I want to be here on a Saturday? She's sacrificing her Saturday with a family to be with this, to, to go take care of this Yamul's teeth. He probably never did anything good for take care of himself in his pathetic life. And there the fat slob sitting in the chair <clears throat> and giving her a hard time because his teeth are falling apart, right? You got it done yet? You done yet? <clears throat> so I say, here's, so she's screwed either way, right? And what's she supposed to Sir, you, could you just settle your horses? Well, I mean, it might be effective, might not. Patient might not return. You've hurt the business. Doc's not, you know, why couldn't you just shut up and clean his teeth quickly and get him out of here? Or say something nice, right? Patient's always right. Mm, I got a better way to handle it. And this is how politics work, right? Uh, you say, sir, uh, we could get done a lot faster if I could just get you to open up your mouth a little wider. And I don't care how far he opens his mouth. You just keep doing that. I don't care if you need to take like a, a, a full-length spade shovel and jack it up under his lower teeth and stick it up under the roof of his mouth. Just a little wider, sir. That's how you treat idiots. And I don't know if you noticed, but like a good percentage of the population is like real morons. I don't know. So don't completely blame the politicians. I don't know who I'm sticking up for at this point. You know me. I believe in the truth. There's a lot more I want to talk about, including this uh, uh, Canadian prepper and a little bit more of what I talked to Butch about. But, guys, I got a life. I keep trying to tell you. You know, I can't sit here behind the microphone all day, all night. I got things to do. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. Think about the squats and lunges, and we'll finish up the rest of these stories when I come back. I hope to see you there. Make it a great day.